in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I have brought along my now... 14-year-old Spawn, Anna Grace, because we took the time to watch a Netflix original film separately when we could have been cleaning house so we could talk about it here. Meta- metaphorically or literally? Literally. Okay, okay, all right. Literally. Literally. But first, but first, Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes has a new... Um, Comedy special on Netflix. If you don't know who Wanda Sykes is, she yeah. has one of the most recognizable voices in all of the world. Like recognizable, like James Earl Jones. Not mm-hmm. not for the same reason. Oh no, I doesn't can't tell sound like it. But I'm telling you, when you hear her voice, you're not just like, is that who? Is that who is that? <laughs> you it instantly registers and just. Just so you'll know, I want to make sure you're aware of all of these things. She was the voice of the grandmother in the um, the Crudes. Okay, she. Well, let me just give you a few. She was. Oh, that's right. I forgot. In in Clerks Two, she was. There were two funny scenes in Clerks Two, and she was in one of them. Um, And. What's another good one? Oh, well, of course, she's Granny in Ice Age, Continental Drift. I think if you don't hire Kevin Hart contractually, you have to hire mm-hmm. her nowadays. Yeah, she's she's done a lot. And lately, I've been enjoying her in Blackish. <laughs> it's been just really, really great. So, uh, Wanda Sykes is a stand-up comic, but she does act, and she does do a lot of voices and a lot of things and such. Very funny woman. And of late, she... I, I guess I could look up Wikipedia, but... You could. Her current spouse is a French woman who is white, and the French woman, I, I don't know if she already had these two kids or... I don't know how the two kids came to be other than the fact that the kids are – they have two mothers. So I don't know if it was something and it was from infancy where Wanda's concerned. Right. Irrelevant. But part of the comedy is she is a woman of color who is American living with a French white woman. And there's a lot of comedy there. Just a lot. She did. Honest to goodness, like that could pass off as a reimagining of the odd couple, like on a sitcom. Like I'd want if you just described that show mm-hmm. to me, I'd be like, well, "I'll tune into the pilot." Yeah, like, that's, at least that's got. Especially I mean, if it's one to say, you can probably you can get some mileage out of that. Like that's it's <laughs> three seasons at least. Yes. So she does a whole bit. Uh, she can speak French. And so she does this French accent when she's talking, you know, as her wife. It's, and she it's does, actual French, not like when yeah. Dory oh, no, communicates like, with whales no. and finding no. them. Yeah. No. And she, 
she has the the body and facial expressions of an incredible actor because she's just there with a, a stool to lean against and a microphone and yet you you can picture everything by the way she's doing it and she does this whole thing about how she made her son cry because he was playing and she said when she was a kid she learned what playing was i'm not playing with you you better quit playing at that and so she said we were always told to stop playing and so when her son kicked her in the face with a balloon she went after him with i'm not playing with you lucas and made him cry. And so then the, the French woman comes in with the whole, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> Only didn't sound quite like that. And so that's, she goes it into how for quite her. quite racist. She, she uh, goes into how her upbringing and the way you use the word playing. And she goes, then I realized as I retold this story that I got hit in the face in my own house with a balloon that she had to look at playing differently now <laughs> if if you have never played like with your your kids or if you've never like kind of you know wrestled or fought I, I don't mean like in a malicious way just like play fighting with like a kid here's the deal as an adult we understand what our strengths are like we mm -hmm. understand that like if we punch a wall like we can damage it so in most cases adults are holding back they're just they're kind of playing around kids don't do that no they do not. kids Every single one of their their punches or kicks, they're haymakers. Mm -hmm. It's like it's the final punch in a Rocky movie or the last kick in Kickboxer. Every like, fiber of our being goes into trying like, to hurt you in some way. It's like the guy that got to steal the ball once from Michael Jordan because he was tired. Like, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter that Jordan popped, like, all those thousands of threes. This guy's still telling the story. Yeah, well, I stole the ball from Michael <laughs> Jordan. And, like, the kids, if they ever get something out, they're like, <laughs> well, I punched Dad in the face and he fell over. And I'm like, you hit me with a bat <laughs> while we were playing Legos. And they're like, well, I know. And I'm like, you didn't. Tell me we were fighting, right? But I knocked yeah. you down, Dad. <laughs> See, Anna Grace, now that you are 14, you know better. And if Hold let's of you say, to assume that. If let's say Adam's five year old hits you with a bat, you have to act as the adult and not go, What? No, Bam. I just hit him you back. Just, oh, see? No. No, you can't. No, nope, you you're not an adult yet. Uh -huh. You're 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 adult enough to not hit a five year old. You're a girl. I will hit not Canyon. yet a woman. Not yet a woman. Yes. I will hit Canyon. He hit me, I'm hitting him back. He is he, I, I'm just telling you, like he he wants to take the giant down. He wants he wants to be Jack that slayed the giant. Like and he, Well, he's not gonna be. He, so Wanda Sykes. Um real funny set. I would say the first third of it is Trump adjacent and uh, real funny. And then the rest of it tends to be just family stuff. Now, is it family appropriate? I think, th okay, there's one joke in there that is not. There could be more, but I just remember the one with the microphone. Anyway, uh, other than that, I would say if you have mature children or Older, 18 and at our, least older older kids. yeah it's fine i mean it's not yeah well you could probably handle it um most of it is just it's just funny and her talking about her life 
and and that's in it. And her biggest her biggest thing when talking about Trump is it bothers her that she feels she's smarter than someone who is president. She says, I like to feel that the president's smarter than a lot of other people. And so that's where she goes that way. With a lot of that, – that's yes. kind of the impetuous for a lot of her material. Yes. So it's very well done. Good job, Wanda Sykes. You know, it's an hour. It's entertaining. Uh, unlike when I was watching the, the Kevin Hart one, and you know I love Kevin Hart, but I just – it well, just wasn't that Jane, funny. Jane, when, when you do 27 movies a year, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's only so long you have to test the material in some clubs. True that. So the movie of which we speak is called Rim of the World. Rim of the World. Which is a sequel to Pacific Rim, as I, no. as I recall. No. 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 So, no. It's a offshoot? Of I'm going to. Rim. It's not related to Pacific Rim no. in any way. Now. I'm going to tell my version first, because I know yours is different. Now, Rotten Tomatoes has given it 20%. The people who have watched it has Out given it- Out of? 100? Okay, making sure. I guess. I was making is, sure. Is Rotten I know, Tomatoes I know doing they're, they're doing They're doing things to try to like combat trolls. I didn't know if like, this was uh, 20% out of, uh, now we're going to do, we're changing up percentages. Now it's out of 15. So it, it it's exceptional. So, you are familiar with Holes- Goonies, Stand By Me. Okay, I thought you were talking about holes in general. I'm like, yeah. you mean the things you dig with yeah. shovel? Yes. Yeah. I've seen holes. Oh, yeah. I know about oh, them. That's all yeah. you need to know. Practically an expert on them. The you... movie holes with the shy of the beef. Yes. Okay. Shia you... LaBeouf. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by the Hints and Oakley Family Dentistry Podcast Center is where we at Jane Ellen with Adam Cravens and Anna Grace. So... That vibe of kids of that age, roughly 13 to 17, and they're, it's them against the world, or they have to save the world, or it's some sort of journey for the kids, kind of like Stranger Things. What is the, like, what, what is the storytelling, like, opportunity that, like, so much of that, like, you just mentioned Goonies, Mm -hmm. uh, Stand By Me, uh, Holes, um, Stranger Things, like that's just a very ripe. T- I, mm-hmm. I believe the a lot of the cast of it, like, is around that age as mm-hmm. well. Like, what what is it about that? And, and obviously, it works. Like, because I mean, we're we could keep rattling off. Yeah. Stuff well, there. you don't have to have major relationships, but you can have lots of firsts, and that's always entertaining. So probably, and everybody can identify with like. The, you know, the, the first, the first this or like the awkwardness of that. It's and the first time that you're old enough to be able to maybe actually handle something because, you know, if you're eight, OK, sure. But chances are if the aliens attacked and you are eight and you're with your five year old buddy, chances are you're just going to get killed because you're eight. And that's how it is. But at this point, these kids are old enough to well, work things an, out unless, unless they're it's just an Shyamalan yeah. alien, and they attack a planet that has water on it. Their kryptonite is water. Yeah, that's stupid. Okay. Anyway, so they disnify it not by killing off all of the parents, but by all of the kids go to a sleepaway camp for a week. So the parents aren't there. And then you have the four main characters, which would be the nerd, the criminal – 
the joke and what's the girl? The awesome one. She's yeah. awesome. The awesome one. Okay. Are you sure this isn't a sequel to The Breakfast Club? Like that's, no, 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 no. That's almost no, what... Wait, wait for it, that, wait for it. That, no. that, that commercial right there would have been... I would just be waiting for The the Breakfast Club, the sequel. Yes. So the Lunch Club. It's, it is a lot of things, much like The Orville, it is a lot of things with which you are already familiar and you already know the dynamic, but the dynamic is is there because it works. And the story is, for whatever reason, these four kids are separated out from the camp. They hear an explosion. They go back. Everyone is gone. Now, it's not like there's bodies laying around. It's just everyone is gone. And so then they like, have to like figure in out. A just they're disappeared, just disappeared. Like gone. They were just Thanos dusted. Yes. Boom. Okay. And so they don't know how or why there's the gone. But luckily. Oh, they know. They know. Luckily, um, a... a an astronaut falls from space to tell them. Wait, so, literally? Yeah. Yes. Just, don't yeah. they usually land? Uh, well, no, false. Okay. Anyway, so, you know, there are there are a lot of deus ex machina moments that are, if you break the movie down, much like Bird Box, if you, well, okay, not like Bird Box. Bird Box, virtually unwatchable because of it. But if you break it down and start doing this and this, it will just tear it apart for you but in essence this is not a blockbuster type of movie that would have come out in the 80s but it would have been a low budget it is a low budget entertaining film that is current day has some funny lines it's not amazing it's not life-changing it's not the best new thing ever like stranger things you know that may be the other thing that gets studios to want to have characters of and around that age None of them make like twenty million a yeah. picture. Like you can throw like six of them in there, like for the same price. You know, you can you can get an A list star mm-hmm. or whatever. Now I haven't looked it up, but the woman that played the nerd's mom, I recognize her as a character actor, but Annabeth I couldn't tell you who Gish? she was. Yes, Annabeth Gish, and then the the general at the end. She was she was on like the last season of the X Files, if I'm remembering Michael correctly, Beach. Jane. That Annabeth Gish. Oh, yeah. How I am so disappointed. Well, her hair's short. Oh, well, it's that's like super short. And I Were thought, you also fooled in Superman the movie yes, when the Christopher Reeve kept putting on the glasses? I kept thinking, that's not Jennifer Lopez, but her eyes kind of look like Jennifer Lopez, but that's not Jennifer Lopez. Hmm. And then, uh, what'd you say, Michael Beach? Mm-hmm. He's the general at the end. Anyway. This is a movie with moments and kids facing fears and, you know, the great speech. But not this day! Never take the heart of me. And this is our Independence Day. And so you have that. And I think for the non-jaded teen... Not Anna Grace. I don't. <laughs> wait, do those are do those exist? Any, I think what you're just describing is a unicorn. Oh, yeah. Well, Every teen is jaded. It's just... How jaded are they? I'm, what I'm thinking what about level of film. jadery? I, the the jade level that they're not so jaded and not they don't know the manipulation of film as well as the my child does. And, yes. Okay. All right. All right. I I'm just talking maybe a teen that doesn't watch 
every single movie ever made and then rewatch it and then talk about it in great detail because of her nerd parents. <laughs> you know, just like your average, oh, yeah, I saw that. What's it like for kids that don't, I don't have nerd parents? I don't know like what that? that's like at all. Anyway. Uh, I can say by having friends that are like that, it's very hard not to hurt them. Yeah, they know nothing. So anyway, it is a low-budget film. It It is not amazing, but I enjoyed it. Now, the creature, again... It looked like a Demogorgon. The creature is everything gross that you've ever seen in a monster made into one monster. So you have the alien mouth and another mouth. You got a bunch of arms. Uh, Yeah, you have... It's not quite a spider. It's not quite a scorpion. It can regenerate, and it can birth out, again, more devil dogs. What movie did we see the devil dogs in? Demo dogs. Stranger Things. Yes, but we saw another one, and we thought it looked like those dogs. Axel? No, some other thing. It's like, oh, that's the dogs from Stranger Things. You, you mentioned Alien. The day yeah, that we, the day that we are recording this, yeah, is day. actually the day that Alien was released in seventy nine. I think whatever year it was, this is the day that it was released. That's just I know. You mentioned and Alien. Is it and not I can't, your dad's birthday? It, as it, well. That's also how I remember. Yes. It. So that being said, you. We don't know why the aliens are here or why they birth out dogs from their, their backs. And then they, they also have gremlins? ooze. They also have ooze. And well, every good monster yeah. is oozy. So it's basically everything icky. There is, I swear, shot for shot Jurassic World when they're hiding in the kitchen. Yeah, that's what dad thought, that too. Was, He's like, this is the Jurassic Park scene. Yes. So there are a lot of things that you're going to recognize. However, I mean, for me... If you're going to rip something off. Yeah, rip that off. Rip, rip off the best, okay? Like, the the stupid 1997 Godzilla ripped that scene off, too. There's a reason so yeah, many people rip scene. it off. It's a great scene. So for you and your family, I think they would enjoy it. Not that they don't have some jade going on, but you see, yours are... Less jaded. Well, some yeah. of them are well, younger. They're younger. Yours are too they're, young to see get, this. I'm working. I'm working it. And I think, I think if I were even 15 and younger, I would have gotten a kick out of it because it's kids not being told what to do and being able to get something done that was huge. And then at the end, because of course, as you may have figured out, they do save the world. At the end. There's just a lot of funnies as to what happens to them after. Not in an animal house where, like, ten years later. It's just the immediate... They look like they're performing at a Queen's concert. They're with James Corden doing carpool karaoke. They're being knighted by Queen Elizabeth. So it's just... I found it entertaining and fun. It is low budget, but it is not Twilight, the first movie, low budget. There are no mics showing up in frame... It's not like that. But the CGI is not I don't the CGI low budget, is low budget filmmaking. That's just that's just poor attention to detail. Like well, there's that. The Chamber of Secrets, the second Harry Potter movie, like you can see like boom mics, you can see like people standing at like and that that movie was not shot on the cheap. Like yeah. anywho, Anna Grace had a slightly different response. I let me sum mine up. I thought it was entertaining, and considering what we pay for Netflix, worth the money. 
I didn't hate that I watched it. I didn't want that, what, hour and a half of my life back. It's not the best movie ever. But it was pleasant, and I had fun with it. That's about it. I can accept that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Anna Grace watched it and had some loves and not so much lovey things to say about it. So your thoughts on Rim of the World? My thoughts on Rim of the World are... There is cussing in the movie, and it is the appropriate amount of cussing that teenagers do. It's kind of like, think Dustin in Stranger Things, his constant Seriously, crap, 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 crap. It, it's verisimilitude. It, it hit that. Like, mm-hmm. the verisimilitude with right. an actual it, team. Yes, it got that okay. right. It also um, has a diverse, diverse cast that is appropriately named so you can tell who's the white kid. <laughs> so we have... So there's only names that you can... No, oh. no, no, no. Are you... No, wait. I'm going to read off the names <laughs> okay. and you tell me hold who's on, white. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to tell you. There is um, Hispanic, Asian, white, African-American. Let me read the names off. We have Alex, Zenzen, Darius, and Gabriel. So so they, they got... Like the the Temple of Doom school of naming yes okay characters all yes. right okay all yes right. Um, so with that being said since you don't know the actors you immediately know their names because it's it's very locks much, it yeah, yeah you know uh, yeah so there is that and of course you know from the very beginning by the way the mom talks to nerd white Alex you know that he is responsible for his father's death by accident. But you know, because you can tell, and he's afraid of all of these things because of how his father died trying to save him because he was too afraid to do something. So that's his big thing. His, and, his journey, his, his, his and there, art, there is There is an Obi-Wan moment at the end of the film Alec as Guinness well. is in the movie? <laughs> no. Yes! Yes, yes he is. How did, how did they raise him from the dead? <laughs> Why didn't they just get Ewan McGregor? <laughs> well, they raised him and Whitney Houston, so you could do your singing. I, mean, I, and... I guess if you're, if you're going to raise folk from the dead, do a couple of them. Did we do that on this show? Or? Uh, irrelevant. Just another. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well. I assume if you listen to this one, you, you listen, to the, listen to the other one. the other. Okay, so. So, basically, it's a decently good movie. You've got Darius, the rich kid, who's going away for the summer. And you can tell he's rich because... I keep thinking when you're saying Darius. I, I think that you're pronouncing it like you're you're Sean Connery and you're saying Darius. <laughs> Darius. Darius. Yes. Darius. Darius. He I mean, was... He's set up beautifully the way he makes his entrance dancing down the staircase that Cinderella would love. The You know, those Hummers that are extra big. I think all of the Hummers oh, but, are you know, big. Like, and he's covered in gold. Uh-huh. I mean, he's... And then you've got... There's some funny. And then you've got Alex, who obviously is holed up in his room looking at NASA stuff. Alex and Darius. Alex. Yes, Alexander and Darius. I'll take the rapist, Alex. <laughs> Again, it's a SNL thing. And then therapist. you have the therapist. therapist. And then you have Zen Zen, who all you see is her going through the airport, paying some guy, looking at a map, and that's the rest that you see at her until you see her at camp. So we've got those three. And then there are some poor plot devices. For example, Alex follows Zenzen into the woods, 
And then Darius shows up for no reason and tries to push Alex off a cliff. And then another kid shows up. Almost like an angel. His name is Gabriel. And he knows everything about everything. That's pretty... Except... I'm sure that's not hyperbole. That, mm. that feels... Well, like to, to know everything about everything. <laughs> but he he doesn't know numbers for some reason. Yeah, we, That is everything. I don't even... That's included. ...know what that issue is. His problem is he numbers. He can't read numbers. But then how can... But at the very end, that's what he's doing. He's given numbers to read. No, 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 he no. He couldn't no. hear them and put them in. He and can't some, hear them and some put them point in, during but he movie, can recognize like what is drawn and copy it. At some uh, point during the okay. movie, did he do a Rocky montage, but with numbers? And they no. played like No Easy Way Out while no. he's like, no. you know, using an abacus or he's doing like tally marks. Another thing. There's no easy way. And he's just like using a calculator. <laughs> no. Another weird thing is Zenza and Darius and Alex are all around the same age, and Gabriel looks at least three years older. He's just taller. He looks older. He's just taller. So anyway. Well, I will I will argue this is something that comes up in a when you're trying to cast age appropriate. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to make sure that you're so beholden to it that you definitely have the character that needs to be born in like 1980 or 1995 or whatever? Or, you know, do, do you get the talent? Like, okay, the... I, I, Let's tell her the story of, of Greece. the casting. <laughs> no, I was going to tell the story of Michael's son in Lost. Well, okay, what you... You had time jumps that were happening there. You were... And the Lost, characters. They were they were on an island for less than two months, technically. The whole show took place in... Despite the fact that you're going over multiple years. Yes. But in, for them... You're only, it's only a matter of months. You can't get that kid to not age. So they pretty much had to put him out, farm him out, because all of a sudden the kid grew two feet. And they're just like, wait, uh, why, why does he look like he's aged three years and it's only been three months on the show? Yeah, so he's just taller. But, mm-hmm. and I know you've seen some of the movies of which I speak. Did you find it entertaining? Yes, I found it entertaining. Uh, again, there were some obvious plot points. Like, for some reason, I'm not going to say why, Darius passes out. And then yeah, he's able it's to really get convenient. Ba- he's able to ex machina himself back up again to help with the story and then passes out again. Yeah, he has brush with the alien that has touched him or stuck its finger in him. I don't know. But he's not dead. We don't know what's wrong with him. It looks like a Wolverine clawed him. Yeah, he's just... Wait, like a Wolverine, like the the animal, or like the the Wolverine? Wolverine. Okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of that, but... And then you have the ex machina, of course, of character can't face a fear now, will face it at the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. when in reality, it's... it's really illogical how the movie's set up. It's it's ex machina. It's what you want to happen. But if you're looking at the situation they're in, it's extremely illogical to send the kid who's scared of heights up to go fix a satellite dish 60 feet up in the air. 
Mm-hmm. Now, is it more of a cliche or is it like an X mod? Is something dropping in that like you've you've backed yourself into a corner writing, and then suddenly you're like, oh, well, this character is a wizard, and this wizard can uh, I don't know fly, and he's going to fly us out here, or is it just something that always seems to happen in these films? Like, is it the is it the cliche you're more concerned about, or is it just this is uh, we, we, we've got to wrap this up? Um, this character can now. Um, drive cars yeah, for some it's reason. Both. It's both because okay. one of them actually does drive a car and we get no explanation for that. Right. Well, um, I didn't I didn't literally mean that when I Yeah, but one of them okay, does but, drive but a just car. Accidentally guessed with it. that with that with the girl, she apparently her family doesn't pay attention to her and she is able to MacGyver and do anything that the rest of them can't do. What? No one can drive a stick? She can drive a stick. What? You can't do this? She can do it. So, so the, the 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 MacGyver of this is essentially your ex machina. Like if you get into mm-hmm. any situation that you need out of, like in, instead of you know, uh, well, uh, Carol can do it. Uh, she mm. she she can know. Oh well, I know about computers. Hold on, do, 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 do. there we are. I reprogrammed it. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But all that being said, I thought it was fun in that. There wasn't a serial killer in it, and I tend to watch a lot of those. <laughs> yes, yes. There was a murderer in it, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Murdering is different than serial Actually, killing. it probably was a serial killer because he did talk about a lot of the graves in the graveyard being his, of his doing. Huh. I wasn't really paying attention to that point. Okay, so, Adam, what would you do? You've got a, a disaster happening. You stumble upon a jail. Someone is in the jail, locked in. You assume for a reason. Do Mo- I mean, th- most people are. Do yeah. you let them out? Um, are they offering me money or like no. just a pot jail. of gold? Are they a no, leprechaun? they just want out. And if I release them? They're in jail and you know. Is it the wizard Shazam? And if no. I, no. If I just... say his name, he will. I will be granted the powers? Of As another human, oh. it is possible that the alien creature is going to come and ooze all over them. Or... They'll just wait it out, or they have no way to get food or anything. They're in jail, but they're also in jail for a reason. So what do you do? Does does he look like Christopher Lloyd in the He's, Dennis the Menace movie? No, he sounds like Jack Black, but isn't. Oh, that's... I mean, I it's Jack Black. I'm definitely releasing him. Yeah, like, no. No? It isn't. It's, um, he just sounds like him, to me. Um, I would think in that situation with the aliens, like... Probably you should release them, but I'm sensing after I say this, I, I'm immediately going to regret it. Like, do, do they like machete them in the head or something right after? Do you they, remember they we were that? talking about a few minutes ago? The serial, the serial yes. killing. Now, okay, that that was probably what you would want to have is the like if you're in there for you know jaywalking, yeah, let them out. You've you don't deserve to die. Like if you've murdered seventeen people. And the aliens get you. I'm I'm not saying that I'm the judge and jury, but like I'm not as concerned about your well-being, especially if there's only going to be a fraction of the human race mm-hmm. left and we're going to have to repopulate. I don't want you in our gene pool. Exactly. Or murdering us. So the kids have to make that decision. Stuff like that. Um, that seems like a tall order for a kid. To, yeah. Like, well, there are four of them. Yeah. So. 
So. I don't, don't think that makes any difference. I'm just saying, like, when I was, you know, 12, like, and they were just like, Adam, should this man die? I'd be like, uh, uh, uh I'm, gonna, I'm going to go play Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so, That's not what I asked. It's, um, I, w- I would be curious to see what you have to say about it, but apparently they are planning to make more of these on Netflix, I'm guessing for two reasons. One. Shot on the cheap. Yes. Two. Disney Plus is taking their content. A lot. All a lot, a lot of it. Content. Yeah. So. And Disney owns Hulu. So, like, they, yeah. they're coming at them, like, from the, the, the east and the west. Netflix has to find a way to survive. And I don't... I don't doubt it. I don't think Netflix is going to go under in the next year. I, I do think it's an adorable that we're talking about Netflix like the underdog. You're like, <laughs> oh, that, that scrappy They're little like, rapscallion. It'll find a the way. The way we used to talk about Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Just, well, They're well, cute. I mean, you're, you're having to deal with, I, I mean. Grown-up problems. Yeah. I mean, Disney is kind of the Thanos of, like, media. And like, when did just, that happen, you know, that we would call Disney that? Because Disney, it, to me, Disney... It's not even really 100 years old yet. It's its like this ravenous mouth. Just, ah, it's, you, it's John, the board. I'm taking we you. Will, yes. we, will, we will take your biological and technological oneness and add it to our own. Like, join the collective. Dare Resistance I, is futile. Is futile. Yeah, because we have All so of the much money. money. All the money. Yeah. Interesting how that happened. But uh, that's that's what's going on with Netflix. They're making more and more. And a lot of what they're making is really high-quality stuff, as I talked about last week with Catch-22. That's on Hulu. Oh, that's on Hulu, and that's Disney. Thank you for pointing that out. Honestly, I would point to John Carter as the moment when Disney decided, like, you, you always wanted to create your own original content. Like, if you create the IP, like... You got it on, like I said, like you, you, you c- kind of like cultured it, like you created it, like you built it. So now you have this thing that's worth like a billion or two billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I think whenever they, they were like, well, we poured all this money into it. Certainly John Carter of Mars is going to be a hit. And then like it just, they lose like two and like their, their quarter earnings go down because of that. And they're just like, well, what can we do here? You start seeing them just start buying up all the IPs that they can, like Star Wars, Marvel. You're just you're looking at them going, yeah, we're we're gonna spend four billion dollars on that. Mm-hmm. But if you'll look at the like we're Disney, we're gonna be around for a minute. Like if it takes us ten years, five years to make our money back on this, listen, we're going to be able to do this. For the next 60 years, like we can still ring this thing out with like merchandising in our stores and our amusement parks on our cable station. Like we can do that. Like, and this is before they even had their streaming service, like in the back of their head, or mm-hmm. I, I don't know how long they've been thinking. Disney has a way to get a return on its investment. And Absolutely. I would say right around the time they're just like, wait, we lost money. We're Disney. Yeah, we don't happen. lose money. So that's what's happening with Netflix, and Netflix is telling me that I need to watch What If next. And it's like, what if I, I don't? I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so what if I don't? And they're just like, well, that's actually the seventh episode. You <laughs> should tune in. Okay, what if? I, for one, am just counting the days to the next episode of Archer, the next season of Archer, because I, I love it so much. 
It is. I could do several more delightful. podcasts on it. I just I'm gonna rain going to rein that in. Okay. So anyway, thank you. I was going. I almost said thank you for watching. <laughs> it's but we we paint very vivid word. I pictures. think we do. So I it's it's like do. watching. Yes. It Unless is. you're listening to this in the car, pay attention to the road. Exactly. And thank you for downloading us. We will be back with more goodies next week on Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And I'm Anna Grace. Woohoo! Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.